With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the best way to start your NFL Sunday. Welcome, everybody, back to Sunday Morning Slants, Season 3, Episode 2. And so I'm joined by Ethan and Pat tonight. How are we doing, guys? Great. Pretty good. All right. And so tonight we're going to be talking about worst to first. And so every year in the NFL, there's at least one team that goes from last place in their division to the playoffs. Um, Last season, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars who finished last in the AFC South and then won the AFC South in 2022 slash 23. And the New York Giants finished last in the East previous season and they finished third this year but they made the playoffs so another case of you know worse the playoffs so there's always a team that manages to crawl their way out of the cellar and into the playoffs and the nfl is great because it really does take one year for a complete turnaround and so there are eight teams that finished last place obviously and so i'm gonna rattle them off real quick and then we're gonna choose a team that we think can go from worst to first and so the teams the new york jets the cleveland browns the denver broncos the houston texans the washington commanders the chicago bears the arizona cardinals and the atlanta or, no carolina was it carolina atlanta atlanta the atlanta falcons because they all the same record so those are the eight teams <laughs> um i'm gonna start with pat here pat somebody's got to go from worst to first who are you taking oh this one's tough i i you know, my first okay. There's a there's a a caveat here. Um, I think that if the Jets manage to successfully sign Aaron Rodgers, then I think the Jets are going worst to first. They've got Brees Hall, Donovan Knight, who showed some great stuff last season. But I think that if they sign Aaron Rodgers, he'll will he will just connect with Garrett Wilson every single time, and Corey Davis and Alan Lazar. Like I think that it will be pretty unstoppable. With that being said, honestly, I'm not sure how I feel about an Aaron Rodgers deal even getting done. So I'm going to actually take the Bears. I think that the Bears showed a lot of potential, especially Justin Fields towards the end of last season. Super exciting to watch play. Um, Dude was dropping like 40 in fantasy every week. It was insane. Um, So I think that the Bears have what it takes to start getting it done. You know, uh, Donta Foreman, Khalil Herbert, uh, Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney, DJ Moore. I'm just looking down the depth chart right here for next year. Um, even Chase Claypool, I think that they found something and they've made a lot of uh, good acquisitions in um, in the offseason to improve the defense, improve the offense a little bit. So I personally have the Bears going uh, worse the first because I just think that Justin Fields was a was a maniac for a few weeks there and really found his identity in the league. So um, 
I'm going to take the Bears here. But I, I do believe that if the Jets manage to get an Aaron Rodgers deal done, uh, that Garrett Wilson's catching like 25-plus touchdowns all year. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going <laughs> well, to be honestly, insane. Pat, you kind of have a two-for-one here because what you're saying is – if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, he's no longer on the Packers, which makes it easier for the Bears the to Bears. improve the first. So you could really yeah. have a two-for-one situation here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not think the Jets, even with Aaron Rodgers, are better than Buffalo. Um, I think I still think that's the Bills' division to lose. And uh, I think the Patriots will be a little bit better because they have a real offensive coordinator coming up. So, you know, there's that. And, and Detroit if, runs the NFC North. That is true. Uh, and if Tua, you know, still has <laughs> – a brain on his shoulders, then the Dolphins are going to be good, but we'll kind of see his health and stuff like that. So I, I honestly do like your Bears pick, and I really like what Ryan Poles, their GM's done this offseason, trading out of the number one overall pick, which mm-hmm. I have been on record of saying that if the Bears took a player number one, that they were absolute mm-hmm. idiots because <laughs> they they don't need a quarterback, and even though they're going to probably miss out on like a top, a top defensive player, whether it's Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, they add they added so much and they're still picking at nine, which is a premium spot. So I really like to trade for both them and Carolina, but I thought the Bears did a good job. I really and I, I do like your picks there. Uh, the team that I'm going with, and as much as I want to write the Denver Broncos right here, the, uh-uh. the Patrick Mahomes uh-huh. still exists. So I, I can't take the Broncos. But the team <laughs> that I think I'm going to take is the Houston Texans. And so the Texans pick mm. second this year in the draft. And as much as Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson really took a step forward in Jacksonville last year, the AFC South has been a crapshoot for as since Peyton Manning left back in 2012. Uh, Deshaun Watson had it for a couple years there, but it was really never a dominance. And I think that Texans could really turn things around here if they get the right quarterback. And so there's been plenty of talk of who the Panthers are going to take at one. And then the Texans will take a quarterback at two. I think whoever they take is a day one upgrade over Davis Mills. And I think that's going to be a I – know, I know you like Davis Mills, Pat. Well, but I think that's going to be a big it, boost. Let's not say upgrade. I would call it an upgrade. I would call it an upgrade. And the Texans have two picks in the first 12. I believe they picked two and they picked 12. So they're going to get two premium players in the top 12 picks of the draft. And they have to land on both of them. One of them is going to be a quarterback. But there, from there, you could take a wide receiver – uh, you could take a defensive player. They took Derek Stingley last year. He was a cornerback who played really well. He played pretty well. Yeah, so they're starting to add some pieces. I like some of the smaller moves, like the depth moves that they have made in free agency. They haven't necessarily made a splashes, but they're, they're, they're kind of like building from the bottom. And last year, they really added a lot of like depth guys. There wasn't any stars or home run swings, but they were just like kind of slowly building up the depth. Yeah. I love Damian Pierce as a running back. They re, uh, restructured Larry Tunsil and they gave him an extension, the highest paid left tackle in football. So if you have a quarterback, you have a left tackle, you have a running back who's going to take pressure off the young quarterback, I say go draft the wide receiver. It's a great class, and picking around 12, you're mm-hmm. probably still going to get num- the number one or number two wide receiver off the board. Go at a, go at a top wide receiver, and there's still going to be guys in free agency. Uh, dudes could still get cut from here and then um, that you could pick up, and you could always draft guys later in the draft as well. If you go get this young quarterback, whether it's C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, or Anthony Richardson, you get them some talent. It's not that hard of a division. The Colts are not going to be in a good spot next year. The Jags will probably be the best team, but I don't think they're late years better than anybody. And then the the, tech, the Titans are in a really weird spot. Like, they might trade Derrick Henry. Is Ryan Tannehill their guy? Is Malik Willis their guy? Um, 
like there's so much uncertainty with Tennessee, but we do know their offense is not very good. And so that division just stinks though. It's still in exactly. <laughs> so I feel like the safest bet out of all of these teams would be the Texans because they really just need to. Stri- I mean, the Jags won with nine wins, right? If yeah. we're saying if they get to eight, nine wins, they could probably win this division again. Although I do think Jacksonville will be better, but the Colts are still going to suck. The Colts are going to be awful. They're going to get the fourth best quarterback in the draft. So yeah, they got to hope somebody well, else makes a mistake. Here is my here's my quick Houston hot take. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen, but what if they just decided that they picked, like, a defensive player at number two, and then they went and picked, like, Anthony Richardson with, like, the 12th pick or something like that? Because I think C.J. Stroud is going number one, and I think that a lot – not to say that short that like short quarterbacks aren't, like, can't be good, obviously, but I think a lot of teams are kind of scared because I feel like I've seen a lot of stuff, like – without people realizing, like, just how small Bryce Young is. So maybe you let someone else get him, and I don't know. I don't know how realistic that is. It's just a little bit of a hot take. Well, I don't think any of the quarterbacks will be there at 12. Like, that's the thing. If they wanted, mm-hmm. like, if they wanted to trade, let's say, with Atlanta at 8, yeah, maybe yeah. at that point, because the Raiders just got Garoppolo, so they're not taking a quarterback. Uh, yeah. You don't want the Colts, like, obviously you don't want the Colts to take the second yeah, that, quarterback. that's the only thing, too, yeah. So you don't want your guy to fall to your division rival. So mm-hmm. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Like, let everybody else kind of hammer this out, and we'll we'll take it from there. Um, but I think they're picking second. It's it's kind of like, you know, every year that there's quarterbacks one and two. It's You're going to probably fall in love with both and say you're comfortable with either one. Obviously, you're going to have yeah. a guy who's your number one. I do think Str- CJ Stroud goes to the Panthers. I would take mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson if I'm the Texans. The dude is just dynamic. And they're going to need dynamic. Like, the Texans need something mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, they need to be a little more flashy. Like, the Texans Man, are he boring. had shot up the draft boards, though. Like, Adam, like, in as soon as the season ended, like, I feel like he became, he, like, automatically almost passed Bryce Young for, like, the second best, like, quarterback prospect, which is insane. Yeah, he's just got that raw talent that teams feel like if they can get their hands on, they can mold him. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see. And I also, last thing with the Texans, uh, D'Amico Ryans is their new head coach. I absolutely mm-hmm. love the hire. I think he was the best head coach hired in this cycle. Uh, um, and so, well, best new head coach anyway. So I think that he, I think he's going to really like breathe new life in the Houston. And I think they're going to play hard for him. So I'm really excited to see what the Texans do this year. And I think they can have a solid year and maybe go worse to first. They're not as hopeless as they were like two years ago, which is something which is honestly kind of surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they look like, a, I, honestly, on paper, they look like a pretty all right team. Um, but I mean, they could they could get to seven eight games like realistically, I think, if with a good draft. Yeah, they. I mean, they got to hit on their picks. Like, I mean, every team ha- says that yeah. we have to hit on our picks. Yeah. But seriously, like in a weak division, they already have some decent young talent. Just land a if you land the quarterback, everything else falls into place. Look at the Bears. <laughs> Bears weren't great last year, but they found their quarterback, and now everything's being built around Justin Fields, and they're in a great spot. So hey, maybe next, maybe they're not competing for the division next year. Maybe they win four or five games. But if you know your quarterback is that guy, you could build around him mm-hmm. and start adding some talent. I'm, sh- I mean, I guarantee you they don't have a lot of guys making a lot of money. So next, no. you know, they probably have great cap space in the future. So go make. They some have one home person who swings. they're paying. Like Laramie yeah, Tunsil is the Larry only Tunsil. one who is actually on a on like a real NFL contract. Right. Last thing I'll say, Dalton Schultz was a steal for the Texans. I was um, just looking at that. I, I kind of forgot and, that happened before I started this, but that is a home run hit for them. 
they just like they had they might be they might have had a better offseason than the Cowboys. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, the best offseason in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna put a hot take out there right now looking at the draft. I don't know how I missed that Cowboys legend Noah Brown went to the Texans. Um I'm putting it out there. I think Noah Brown catches the most touchdown passes in Houston this year. I just want that on the books. I think I'm writing I that th- down right I, now. I think Noah Brown is <laughs> low key an absolute stud. Like I loved watching him play, and I think that Noah Brown is is a is a goat. So, um, one of the greatest to ever do it in his position. Honestly, sure, yeah. And this is going to be what his uh, big breakout in year six. I honestly yeah. think Noah Brown's going to be good this year. <laughs> cool, I, I guess we'll see. Uh, Ethan, who's your team that you think can go from worst to first? I'm kind of like. I'm kind of stuck between two NFC teams, and I don't know. My I guess I'll have to go with – I'm going to go with Atlanta. Okay. Mostly because I was between Atlanta or Arizona, but the NFC South is just a much worse division than the NFC West at this point. So I figured it's probably easier for Atlanta to do it. And they're only they're, – of all the teams that were in last place, they were only one game away from – being tied with Tampa for first place. And I, I don't know if you remember, but the beginning of last year, um, what was it? Was it Grady Jarrett that had like the phantom PI or uh, the phantom roughing the passer call on Tom Brady? Tom and Brady, then, yep. And then it led the Bucks to win. So think about it. If Atlanta wins that game, they could be looking at a different season here. They might have won the division. That's just that's just a bunch of what if, but they're, I think Desmond Ritter is definitely better than Marcus Mariota. I think you proved it. I mean, they were seven to ten, and they're a team on paper that probably could have only won like two or three games last year. And I don't know how they got the seven wins, to be completely honest. So I think I'm just going to go off vibes and that their division is still kind of terrible. The Saints are better, but I don't know how much. I think, like, I feel like the Saints aren't getting any younger. I feel like they just keep getting older and they just keep getting hurt every year. I don't know if that's like, if you guys agree with that or not, but. No, I I mean the Saints like there hasn't really been that injection of youth. Like they they signed Derek Carr who's an older quarterback instead yeah. of kind of the the Saints just refuse to tear it all down and restart and I think they just mm-hmm. keep kind of cycling guys in to try and like they still I mean they still have a really good defense. Um yeah. and maybe they're trying to capitalize on what they still have, but mm-hmm. they're they're going to head into the season this year. The Falcons Maybe probably draft a quarterback if there's one there still. You know the Panthers are taking a quarterback. Um, yeah. The Bucks have Baker now, which I I mean they're not really in a spot to draft a quarterback, mm-hmm. but Baker is a serviceable guy. Kyle um, Trask could still win that quarterback battle though. I know could. they really they they talk really high about him. I know it's everybody talks high about their backup quarterback or whatever, but I don't know. It's worth it. Tom Brady said he liked him. Maybe it's at least worth giving him a shot in training camp. No, definitely. So, like, like you're right. It is very wide open in that sense. They could have gone to the playoffs last year, even after mm-hmm. benching Mariota halfway through the year for, for Desmond Ritter, who I didn't think played yeah, bad. Exactly. I was a big Ritter guy when he was at Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I think he played I solid like, given the circumstance. I really think that he is – like, I, I'm fully in on him being a starter next year. I haven't even really thought about the Falcons as a team that could draft a quarterback this year. I just think that – like, think you're right. I don't think that any of the good ones – like, any – they might like the fourth quarterback might be there, but I don't know. Is well, like, see, I don't know about like, I don't know much about like Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. So I don't know how big their stock is, but I don't know. I feel like he, I feel like they could 
I, they might have something with Critter. I don't know. And I one think... thing I'll throw out there, if they don't do well next year, the quarterback class next mm-hmm. year is supposed to be really good with uh, Drake May and Caleb Williams coming out of college. So if Ritter's oh, not yeah. the guy, maybe you're picking top five and you can move up and grab one of those guys. What were we going to say, Pat? He gives me like Hurts vibes where you just let him start. For You give him like one, give him like maybe one or two years just to figure it out because he has all the, he has tools. Yeah. And if he's not, if he's no good, then you're, you still probably suck anyway. So just draft a quarterback. <laughs> I think you guys are, I think you guys are forgetting about the inevitability uh, that a 45 year old Tom Brady is coming out of retirement <laughs> and is going to sign with the Jets. Uh, so I think what? we just need to acknowledge that reality. Out Is he going to be Aaron Rodgers' backup or... right now? Yeah, uh, dude, I'm telling you, the Aaron Rodgers deal with the Jets is not happening. I, I'm, I'm putting it out there; it's not happening. I think he's just going to like. Retire what if he just ends up retiring? Like yeah, he's like 39 years old. Like I'm also right. This would be down, like. Pat. It's actually this would be like the Arson <laughs> Judge to the Giants of football. Is if Aaron Rodgers never went to the Jets? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, arson judge signs the chance. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or Zach Wilson's hey, Zach Wilson said he's gonna nah, you know, there's he's, no he's gonna try his hardest, bro. Zach Wilson. I would have my life savings that he is not that he does not play a single snap for the Jets ever again. That picture out, that bro. came out on draft day of him surrounded by the three other draft prospects and he was the only white guy mm-hmm. there and he looked super uncomfortable told me everything I needed to know. <laughs> like that right there shows you, yeah, he, he was not he was not gonna be successful in the NFL. Um and that's what yeah. happens he went to what BYU. Listen, look at Joe Burrow. You got it like Joe Burrow, his best friend is probably black. Jamar uh, Jamar Chase. So Joe Shiesty, baby. Like exactly. He's just that guy. Look at Kirk that's Cousins, bro. Like Kirk Thuggins, what do you Kirk mean? Kirk Thuggins, man. Like the dude <laughs> dude fully embraces like there's a specific culture in the NFL that like if you're not embracing it, you're probably gonna be an outsider. Look at Carson Wentz. Like bro culture. It, it's just like Carson Wentz was a Christian. I like to go hunting on the weekends. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Leave me alone. And he didn't fit in anywhere. So <laughs> like you can do that, but like, you just have to like, you have to know how, like how to get along with people of like all different backgrounds and everything. So exactly. Yeah. And I just, I, it doesn't seem like Zach Wilson. Yeah. I yeah, feel no. like it, it's it, cause it's so much about being like a locker room guy. I think it's like really about showing out and supporting your teammates, you know, like, and just being able to be like, accepting of everybody and just like walk in the locker room and, and know that you're one team the moment you step on the field. And like, I really think like I look at what Jalen Hurts has done for the Eagles locker room. And like, that's a leader when he, every time he walks in the locker room, like, you know, that, that those guys are willing to go out there and, and put their lives on the line every single, every single snap for uh, Jalen Hurts. Cause he, uh, he very clearly just loves his team, loves the city, you know, like he, he walks in and, and the whole room dynamic shifts. Cause he's, First one in, last one out every single day. And I think you're right. I just think I just don't think Zach Wilson is that kind of guy. I don't think he's like even Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady, you know, he, everybody until he's 45 <laughs> yeah. years old. Like even if even if, like even if Tom Brady had his like weird habits sometimes, you knew Tom Brady was one of the hardest workers in the building because he's 45 years old, still playing in the National Football League. Like you gotta have respect for guys like that that are just in every day grinding. And I think that. Yeah, that's what Zach Wilson just showed. It at the moment he showed it was, I think, when he just blamed it on his team in that in that uh that post game presser <laughs> where he scored what like three points all game. Like you he can't probably do completed that. like eight passes the whole game. Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I yeah, yeah. No, he he's just not an NFL. 
he's going to be out of the NFL, I feel like, in two years. Like, he's going to go to a bad team and get a chance to kind of resurrect his career. It's not going to go well, and I think that's it for him. But I'm I mean, so Carfield is going to end yeah. up with a longer career than Zach Wilson. Sorry. Zach yeah. Wilson's ended up on Carfield commercials. I'm, I'm <laughs> locking that one in right he now. He wishes he, he would end up on Carfield commercials. <laughs> But I, I, it remains to be seen. But every year we see a team go from worst to first. Those are our picks. Uh, so we, we're going to find out this year whether or not one of our teams goes from last place to first place, makes it maybe a little bit of a playoff run like the Jags did last year. Uh, so thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Sunday Morning Slants. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.